Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What's going on, guys? Another Wednesday, another live. This time I'm talking about an advice for young filmmakers, modern day filmmakers and colorists and I'm going to be talking about people that are pros but are struggling to find work, whether it's through COVID or just something is not hitting right, something is not working. We're going to be talking about that as well. And before we jump into giving you the advice part, I want to start off by um, talking about the pain points. Let's start with the problem, okay? And I'm going to start with the beginners. So the first problem a lot of the beginners will have and Again, guys, most of this is based on my personal experience, whether a decade ago when I was a beginner or a couple of years ago when I was a pro, but was finding hard to you know, have consistent work. So it's all based on that. And then my experience through my friends and you know, family that are going through similar things. So everything that you hear um, in this live is not something that's coming from like an article that I read. It's something based on what's happened to me or somebody close to me. Okay, so. Let's start off with beginners and what is the biggest problem that they face? Um, let's talk about the problems first. So the first one is too many choices. Okay, so in this day and age in 2020, uh, you go on YouTube, you there's so many e learning, right? Like online websites where you can learn for free or paid courses. And then you go to school, there's unlimited choices, there's just way too much out there for you to choose from, right? So that is sort of like an analysis paralysis totally normal, but that is the first problem. So you have to acknowledge these problems before we go and fix them, right? So that's the first problem beginners are facing in 2020. Another one is too much free advice. Now the advice part comes into play because you're new. So you're kind of not naive, you're looking for ways to kind of just hit the ground running, you're looking for shortcuts. So you're always going to let like voice come into your ear, like, you know, you're going to ask people that, hey, what did you do? What do you recommend? Um, what should I do here? But before I even get into the solutions, I'm just going to leave it there. And then we're going to talk about the solutions later on. So that is another point that's very important, okay, that you have to acknowledge and realize that that's happening, you're, you're getting too many voices in your ear. Uh, another one is lack of confidence due to no experience. So that just like I said, I mean, basically what's happening is that you don't have a lot of work under your belt. So it's going to kind of come off as like you don't know much. But problem, the problem is that a lot of the people that I'm dealing with nowadays that are in their 20s, they overcompensated. So because they have a lack of confidence, they don't have a lot of body of work. Um, so what they do is that they come off as like they, they are Mr. Know-it-all. They know everything, they've done everything. That is super off-putting. So we're going to talk about that, how to attack that as well, okay? And then the last one is going to be, I'm seeing a lot of, again, people in their 20s, early 20s, they go hard, so hard for like 10 days that I'm just like, okay, if this person keeps up this trajectory, it's game over. And then day 11, they're maxed out. They're, they're spent. They want to take like three weeks like vacation and just kind of decompress. So that is like an ongoing pattern. I don't have to tell you, you probably are already either doing it or you know somebody that does that. So those are the problems that we have to kind of look at if we're in that situation for beginners, okay? People that are starting out. Now I'm going to attack and talk about the pros, the problems that they're facing. 
especially the pros that are, you know, having a hard time finding work. So the first one is you refuse to change. A lot of us, and again, I'm saying this because I've done this, right? Like, I mean, I know what I know. I don't need to change. I got to keep doing this one thing. Like whatever I know, I'm going to keep going and just keep doing it until it flips and everything starts to work. So that's one problem that you're probably dealing with. Another one, too much pride or stubbornness. Now that's a big one, okay? It happens all the time where I'm too good for this, I'm too good for that. Uh, it took me six years to start a YouTube channel. You guys heard that story because I was too good for it, right? So I mean, I'm just like, this is beneath me. I don't have to do this. That's a problem that pros face and then that holds them back. Another one is you're somebody that gives up too easily, okay? Like anything happens and you're just like, okay, you know what? Like I didn't wanna do it in the first place. So that's one thing that happens because as we age, like, you know, we are less uh, tolerant uh, of like failure, let's say, okay? And then the last one here is going to be bad things happen to you, right? So like the victim mentality where you're just like, oh, this is just my luck. Everybody knows that. And you you wear it like uh, an on, like, you know, some sort of like a medal or something. Like you go, oh, ask my wife. Like, I mean, this kind of stuff happens to me all the time, man. You know, nothing happens to you. You make it happen, right? So, I mean, it's just like, it's it's the mindset. So these are the problems that we basically pointed out for the pros and for the beginners. Now, look through this list and see which ones resonate with you because then we can attack and then fix all those problems and then see the results. Now, let's jump into the solutions. Now, before I even get into that, I do wanna say that some of the questions that you guys asked were literally like, where do I start? How do you know if your craft is good or not? How do we know what to improve? I have a I have a tough time finding my look. What's a good resource to get my creative juices going? So these are some of the questions where I can just tell that you guys are kind of like up in the air, kind of stuck, and want you know want some answers. So that's what we're talking about. And to get into our solutions, I'm going to start off with beginners, and then we're going to go into solutions for the pros. So for beginners, first thing is going to be limit your choices through the process of elimination. Okay. So what do you got? You know, you you edit, you shoot, you direct. Uh, you're a, you know you're a writer. You know, modern day filmmaker, right? You do it all. Uh, what I would recommend is what I did with myself. So I love editing. I love color grading. Well, I lose track of time. You know, when I'm grading, like I'm just completely lost in that world. So then I just went. It's grading. Then it's editing. It doesn't mean that I'm going to eliminate editing completely, but I'm just saying it's grading, then it's editing. So you have to make that decision. Sometimes it's gonna be a tough decision. You have to make it, commit to it, and then just move forward, okay? So that's the advice for beginners when you're starting out. You like, uh, um, find your niche and go all in. So once you find that, once I found color grading was the thing, then I said, dude, just freaking take no prisoners. I'm going all in, like 100%, like I'm gonna be swimming in that Kool-Aid, and it's gonna be there for years to come. And I also released myself of that pressure too. I said, if tomorrow I change my mind and I say, you know what? Now it's something else, completely different. I wanna go and get a degree in computers. Like it's okay, it is totally fine. A lot of the people um, are dealing with this, you know, pressure of like their, whether it's their family, whether it's their friend, they don't wanna be that person that somebody makes fun of them and say, well, this person, I don't, I don't believe what this person says because they say one thing today and then do something else tomorrow. I don't care. Today, I'm Team Apple. 
Tomorrow I could be team PC and Android. I don't care. Whoever makes the best product, that's where my loyalty lies, okay? So that's very important to acknowledge and then attack it that way. Learn as you go or build a plane while flying, okay? I've mentioned that before, I'm gonna say it again. This is the mistake that I've made for a very long time where I will just go learn, learn, learn. I just wanna, you know, just kind of like lock myself away, away for like three months and all I wanna do is just learn everything and anything that I can get my hands on. The problem with that is that it's not the same. It's, you know, when you get the real job, it's 1 million percent different, okay? This is like, you know, playing FIFA in a practice ground where you're by yourself, you're doing all the tricks and you could be really good and you're like, dude, I can do like all these freaking Ronaldo flake and this and that, I can do all these tricks. Then when you're playing the real game against a real opponent, you don't have time to think and do any of that. So you get what I'm saying? Real world is like that, you know? You barely have any time you know, you got to be on your game. There's people watching. You got to get answers. Like, you know, you have to be like at your 110%. That will not happen until you put in the work and you have those hours under your belt. So that's why practice, learn and go, and then build a plane while flying, like I said. So that's very important for beginners. Trust me on this. Uh, another one is your career is not a sprint. It's a marathon, okay? You, you're in it for a long haul. Learn to pace yourself, build mental stamina. Now, these are very, very important steps that I just mentioned here, okay? Again, like I said, many of you, I see all of a sudden people start putting out tutorials, like they're making four stories a day, or like, you know, three posts a day. They're on TikTok. They're everywhere. Like, you're just like, oh my God, this guy's unstoppable. 10 days later, that dude disappears. Like, he's nowhere to be found. You know, you ask him what's going on, he's like, dude, I'm spent. Like, I need two two weeks to, like, decompress. That's not how life works, okay? This is not how life works. This is not, you know, how you build the sustainable uh, process or life around, like, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, you know, uh, not just for yourself, but for your family and people that are close to you. So it's not a roller coaster. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Learn to pace yourself. It's like when you're running five miles, you can't just go all in like you're not, you're going to be you're going to gas out like after like you know you know 3 th- 2 miles a mile so i mean that's all i'm saying like you really have to slow down and look at the bigger picture again basic you know especially for beginners have a plan and now i want to share a story okay i'm not going to mention a name but i'm going to share a story of somebody that i know that is part of our fcm culture that is part of this cause nation and this person uh, is super young and he has a crazy plan, okay? He DMs me and he goes, Kazi, this is what I'm doing and that's what my plan is and I wanna reach out to these big YouTubers and I wanna offer them my services and I'm gonna do it for free. And that was something that he said months ago and now he's actually being mentioned in like some of the top YouTubers out there that are mentioning his work and he is absolutely making it happen. That was his plan and then he started attacking it and months later now we're seeing it um, we're talking about it i'm discussing uh, like i'm talking to my wife about like how proud uh, proud i am of this person that this is you know what their goal was they started attacking it and now it's happening but does that mean that this person is a superhuman absolutely not he is just like you he's just like me he's just like everybody else 
the only difference between somebody like him to somebody who just couldn't find their you know ground is that this person started with like a bigger goal like a purpose so then you start to fill it in you figure out a way to like you know xyz to get there compared to just standing at a and looking at z and you're going how am i going to cover this travel that far you know so you have to build like the alphabets all the way to get to that z okay very important very proud of this person and now i want to talk about pros and solutions for the pros okay what's happening with you guys and how can you guys uh make a difference again based on personal experience first thing is going to be you got to be nimble okay and now listen to this ego is the death of talent trust me on this again first hand experience ego is the death of talent okay you have to crush it kill it leave it at the door you walk in you got to be a team player you got to look at it as like everybody's got your best interest be naive if you have to just give all in and just go all in and just let the chips fall where they may okay another thing is be easy to work with trust me again like as soon as we start making money we have all these rules where we're like pay me this much up front and you know if you hire me and then you know you you cancel on me last minute i'm going to charge you this much blah 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 think about this i don't care let's come up with a random number 1500 a day right that's say your rate 1500 a day is your rate you tell your client client that you've been working uh with for a year and you've made let's just say $80,000 or $90,000 in one year from that cl one client you're telling that client this is my rate if you don't hire me last minute i'm going to charge you 75% of that now some people will say well you know this is not personal it's business blah 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 cute this is great what if that happens and now you're forcing them to pay you 75% for the job they didn't go through because of whatever delays director wanted something else they couldn't give you the project to color now you're going pay me what happens what happens is that they're going to have a bad taste in their mouth they will pay you 75% of that money that they owed you but guess what you just lost a client that you racked up 90 90 grand from and could have been on a retainer for like the next 10 to 15 years Okay so this is just a small example of like me letting you know that you have to be nimble and be easy to work with okay a lot of the pros are losing at that right now and they're especially losing to beginners people with a lot of drive a lot of passion a lot of heart and we're losing to them so you have to be careful this is not a unhealthy competition but this is just to learn from each other and be better another thing for the pros that they can improve on is change your outlook okay stop complaining about the clients i'm sick and tired of it like any time i hear a story where you know the colorist is rolling their eyes talking about the client and how dumb and stupid the clients are just knock it off man like it just what if they say the same things about you what if you're just sitting here and you think that color grading is like the biggest thing and you're the big cheese in town and they talk about you as like you're nobody like you're the last stop that you know it can or can't make a difference because they came up with the story they shot it right they had the best talent and you're just like a little sprinkle on top and they're just like eh i don't know like i mean if we find them great if not who cares imagine if somebody thinks of you like that so don't do that always come up with the worst case scenarios like things happening to you so then you can just 
snap out of like whatever that negative aura or thing that you got going on and stay positive, okay? Matters. It matters. And with humans, we just got these senses, man. We got this thing like where we can just pick up on that energy and it's all about the vibes. Um, so keep it positive, okay? And another thing that I'm going to tell for the pros is that for you, it's going to be the opposite. Beginners, I told them to find a niche, find a focus. For pros, I'm going to say the opposite. Open yourself up. Add an additional skill. So say you're an editor, you're killing the game, you've been doing it for eight years. How about you add the next, you know, like a compliment to that, which would be color grading. Both are done in post-production. One is the, you know, aftermath of like the first process. So you edit first, then you hand off the footage for color. Now, if you learn to color grade, you can save that company thousands of dollars. So like it's actually very efficient and beneficial and something that I've personally have done. This is how I started my color grading career. Um, I was an ed editor, I was part of MPEG, Local 700, and then I would edit stuff and I would say, hey, I'm gonna give it a shot. Like if you guys don't like it, you don't have to pay me for it. I'm just gonna show you like what we can do. And people at the time were like, what is color grading? What's going on? Then they would see it and they would be like, oh my God, this is unreal, dude. This looks like movies, blah, blah, blah. This is great. How much do you wanna charge? And then this is how it starts. So add an additional skill. Uh, it will be super beneficial, especially for the pros. So keep your mind open. The thing that I'm gonna leave you with or the thing that I wanna say at the end is that don't be afraid to fail, okay? Failure is truly a blessing. Every time, whether I got fired from a job, whether I lose a really big client, anytime I thought my world was ending, the worst thing has happened to me, it was the best thing that happened to me. And my friends said that to me. My wife said that to me at the time that, hey, this is going to be the best thing for you. But in the moment, you get tunnel vision. You look at it and you go, you don't understand. You don't understand. You're just saying that to make me feel better. I know this is the worst thing that can happen to us. And then a year or two years later, you look back and you go, oh my God. You know, there's, there's just a blessing in every failure, I'm telling you. And if you start looking at it that way, it's just going to help you so much and save you so much headache and pain and stress. And another thing is, uh, so think about people like Henry Ford, right? They said that he failed like thousands of times. Same thing with, with Thomas Edison and then Dyson. Mr. Dyson, the Dyson Vacuum Company, they said his patent failed like 5,001 time before it was accepted and then like went through and turned into what it is like today. So failing 5,001 time when you're not just like kind of you're winging it, you're going all in and then failing every single time, 5,000 times, and then it works. So that should give you an idea of like what I'm talking about. It's not just something that I'm making up. This is just the examples in front of us. Humility is missing in a lot of people, and especially in the youngins, like the youngsters that I talk to. I have people that started following me, learned from me, and now they come around and they talk to me like they're teaching me. Now, I'm not saying I know it all. But I'm just saying, like, when I listen to them, I'm almost like just going, are you delusional? Like, you're, you're saying my words. I told you these things. And then it's just so funny that in their head, they're Mr. Know-it-all. They knew it all. They, they can figure it out. They're Mr. Invincible. And all I'm saying is that this is a terrible, terrible trait. And when experienced people smell this on you, 
it doesn't matter how talented you are, nobody wants to work with you. If you're like a credit stealer, if you're like that, you know, person that just acts and has this energy that, you know, if you don't take me, like it's your loss, it's just bad, okay? Like there, there's a fine line between being confident and, uh, you know, being just cocky for no reason and like, you know, being repellent. You don't wanna be that person. Now I'm gonna take a few questions. How do you know when to stop? Uh, when I grade, I feel I must use every tool. That, I can relate to that. I was the, the I was exactly the same way and that's uh, that's good. That just means that you are eager to learn all the things and you wanna try out like everything that Resolve has to offer, so that's not a bad thing. I will say don't, don't uh, hide it, don't keep it in, let it out. Keep doing it until you start figuring out a way that, okay, this project did not need glow and grain because it's a glossy feel, whatever I'm going for, it's different. Then you're gonna learn this project did not need X, Y, and Z. It didn't need grain, it didn't need noise reduction, it didn't need like sharpening. So once you start picking up on those things, this shot does not need vignetting. It, you, the only way for you to get there is by practicing, by doing it so much that you develop a taste. How do you know if your craft is good or not? Now that is, again, something that you have to do enough of and get permissions, okay? So you work with a company and they go, you're the shit. You work on another project for a different company and they go, man, you got something special going on. You uh, have a mentor that tells you, okay, you did this and this right and this needs to be improved. So you're covering yourself, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're hearing from the people that are paying you that you're awesome. Your family is telling you you're awesome regardless of even if you suck and then you got a mentor that his job or her job is to you know make sure to find your you know blind spots and fix fix it for you and you know make you to perform at 100%. So like once you do that then you know for a fact that you're getting somewhere and just keep going with that. That's what I'm talking about. This guy gets it. Hey, where are all my soccer fans at? Just just say something, say anything here. UCL, whatever you wanna say, the ultimate team, FIFA, like FIFA 21, whatever, just write something in here because this guy right here gets it. And yes, I take that as an honor, man. I'm pumped, this is awesome. All right, so this is sort of like an out there question. Like, bro, I'm, I'm a video editor. I do cuts and edit for social media. How can I transition into an editor charging eight to 10,000 per month? That's pretty good money. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know because social media is all over the place, right? Like you're working with Liverpool. Let's freaking go, man. Let's go. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's epic. Um, Man, who wants to talk about Juventus and Barca? Like, what the hell is that about? Like, this is this is my thing, right? Like, I mean, I love Messi, but I always say that the impact that Ronaldo brings is just on a whole another caliber than what Messi does for his team. No shade or no disrespect to Messi. He's, he's the greatest, you know, soccer player of all time. But what Ronaldo does is just so much more. Um, all right, back to this. So what I will say, brother, is... Uh, multiple different things, right? I mean, what you can do is uh, for social media, you can start taking a lot more work. And the way you're gonna handle that because there's only 24 hours in a day, right? So social media work, uh, especially for, uh, you know, if you're creating content for social, it doesn't pay that much, right? So that means that they're not looking for that quality. They're not looking for broadcast quality. 
So what you can do is you can start outsourcing it. Like just hire interns. They're everywhere. I don't care where you live, in which country, which city, wherever you are, you can find people that will do uh, this kind of work for you for pennies. So you charge, I'm just making up numbers right now. You charge somebody 200, you pay your guy 50, you pocket 150. You multiply t that you know times 20 and see what happens. That's one of the things that blew me up a couple of years ago because when I started my virtual studio, what I started doing is that I started taking a lot of work. So my clientele is in the United States. My colors are in Russia and in other countries where the, the dollar value is very different. So then I take my clients here. They're not looking for the Cosman sauce. They're looking for a really good quality work. I pay my colorist this much, and I'm not like lowballing them. That's a lot of money in his country. I'm paying him this much. I'm making that much, and then that's my profit in between that I get to keep, and I didn't need to be there. So basically, I just made a bunch of clones out of myself, and then just, you know, that's what I did. So that's like a basic, uh, you know, that's just a basic structure for a company like to transition into from a freelancer to a company or a consultant to a company if you want to, start doing it in that space because uh, the thing is if social media is your space I don't want to recommend you to go the reality TV route because then you can easily make 10 to 15 grand a month and that stuff never ends so you're gonna be on a retainer but I don't know where you are how applicable that is blah 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 and plus you have to prove yourself in that space so that's why I want to be realistic and I want to tell you stay in this space learn to scale it and I just gave you a strategy to scale it Amateur question, I'm finding it's hard to find work. There's a lot of experienced colorists out there along with young, and then the question got cut off. But here's the thing, bad, bad outlook. I hate this outlook. I'm sorry to say this, and hate is a very strong word. Don't be like this. Um, people that are looking for experienced colorists will never be looking for you, and you won't be looking for them. So don't worry about it. There's seven plus billion, billion people in this world. Last time I checked, so don't think that there's 7 billion colorists and it's just, it's all taken. I can't do anything, Kazi, like my world is just done. Like I'm done. I can't do anything. I can't breathe. Just knock it off. That, that's a terrible attitude, okay? So look at like, what's your league? Play in your league, you know? You're in like tier four. Don't, don't compete with the top dogs. Don't go there. Like you're going to build up, build up, build up and like, you know, promote to that division, like promote to that level. So like work your way up than just going, oh, Tom Poole takes all my gigs, man. There's like, you know, Black Klansman came out and I wanted to grade it and he took my project and I don't even know how to grade, but you know what? I was going to do it anyways. So you can't look at it like that. You know, just know like your, like, you know, what's your clientele and go attack that. That's a good one. So do you really need a great uh, setup for being a colorist? You will find out. I got my MacBook Pro brand new with the M1 chip sitting right there. And I got a DaVinci Resolve 16 license that I just purchased. So I'm going to be putting that thing uh, through its paces and see what it's about, what the hype is about. I will not do, let's pop open a benchmark and look at it, how much faster it is than my Mac Pro. I will not do a 22,000 Mac Pro or a $1,700 MacBook Pro. I no, like, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it goes. Apple is not that stupid. 
They're not just going to go, oops, made a mistake, made a $1,800 laptop that will, you know, just plummet the sales of our $22,000 machine. So when I see those videos on YouTube, my eyes roll back so much that I'm like blind for 10 minutes. So that's not what's going to happen. What I'm going to do is like practically, if you're somebody that's just starting out, if you're somebody that just doesn't have a lot of money, if you're somebody that's just like, I want to do this, um, this looks like a great opportunity. Like, can I make something happen? I'm here to give you that answer. I'm going to try it out. Like I said, um, I'm going to, I have four or five videos planned out for this. Okay. So we're going to create a video with like my signature node tree, which is going to be insane amount of nodes. We're going to make one where we're going to throw abuse it, like throw tons of OFX on it. We're going to make one where we're going to try to grade like a 8k footage or something like that, which is stupid, but whatever. Uh, we're going to take one where we're going to grade like four or 5.6k footage from red. And we're just going to try it out. We're going to see how it feels, how it plays out. And one chip is brand new. So we're going to see how that actually works with the resolve, how many times it crashes, things like that. So that's what I'm going to be doing. But more importantly, what's going to be really interesting is that I'm going to work right there. I'm not going to hook it up with my professional screens and grade this way. I'm just going to go full, full extreme mode. I'm even going to use that 13 inch screen to grade on it and tell you and then let you judge it. Like, how does it look? And I have a really good feeling that everything is going to be totally fine. I've turned uh, turned off the true tone. So I think everything is going to look great. But oh, man, like I'm telling you so far how I've been using it. I haven't even opened resolved on it. It's the fastest machine like for just single core processing, like opening, like, you know, doing something like surfing and like writing and things like that. It is it's stupid. Like it's so much fun. It's addicting. So it, it's a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to uh, put it to test. Let me take some more questions. All right, so this is the question that we answer all the time, but I think it's just one of those things that you got to answer, you know, again and again. How did you get your start forming connections and such um, all over the place? It did it all. Like I didn't know any one channel. I didn't believe in any one channel. So whether you're talking about the traditional routes of careerbuilder.com, hitting up for every job, uh, Craigslist, hitting up for jobs there, um, Glassdoor, I'm on there, you know, like looking for work. I'm uh, taking boot camps, like, you know, like little classes like that you go in and take um, at your local place. So like in LA, I took a couple of classes just to network. And then I told those guys, gave them my cards and I told them that, hey, if there's anything that I can do, whether it's free or whatever, hit me up. And then once I would get a gig, I would uh, use their power base. So like I will get a job right now that I don't restrict myself to that job. I do that job. I finish it and I ask them, what do you think? Do you think? you would recommend me to someone. And if so, who would that person be? So trust me, ask and you shall receive like it is the truest thing. So you just go, you make it this simple. You do a gig for one client, you turn it in, you go, how does that make you feel? Like, what did I like exceed your expectations? They go, you killed it, man. This was insane. Would you recommend me to someone? And who would that someone be? Can you give me their information? I can reach out to them. It will blow your mind like the kind of results you can get with that, okay? How to boost followers and increase social media engagement. It has to start with what's the message? What's the longevity? Like follow for follow is garbage. Just like you want more followers for what? Like how how are they how are they gonna get some value out of you? How are you gonna get some value out of them? Okay? Because you know, nobody's Mother Teresa. There was only one Mother Teresa. So it, it, we don't just, I don't just do everything for you. I know that there's going to be a return on this investment. Like 
I give and then you guys give back. So this is how this whole thing works, right? So when I do it, when I build this platform that whether it's Instagram or whether it's YouTube, I need to put out content that is true to me so I can back it up. If tomorrow somebody challenges me on something, I can go, I am sure and confident to talk about this, but I can't talk about that because I've never done that. So I see a lot of people do the opposite. They just like run with the trends and whatever the hottest thing is, and they keep like hitting that. Again, like I said, success is not an event. It's not something that happens one time. And if it does ever happen just for one time, you're gonna lose it. It's like winning a lottery if you didn't work for it. When you get that money, you spend it, okay? So you have to build rituals, you have to build habits, you have to build it from ground up. So you know if there's ups and downs, like you can manage it. And on top of it, to build a platform where the growth is very predictable because you know that this is the truth. This is, this is the real deal. People can actually take this information and apply it because you're not regurgitating something you read in a book. You're doing it based on your personal experience. Now, somebody out there might say, well, I'm too young, I don't have that experience. It doesn't matter. Then you share the things that are happening to you in the current moment. That is probably my disadvantage because sometimes it's hard for people to relate to me because they go, you've been doing it for so long, you have all the equipment, you know, it's not the same. So for you, that's your audience because they're gonna go, I'm in this boat, bro, I feel you, this is amazing that you did X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna apply it in my workflow. This is great, you know? So keep that in mind. I am seeing those. There's a lot of people that are saying that, hey, your, your work really changed my life. So I wanna thank you guys for taking the time to putting that um, out there. Good karma is everything, man. So I, I love you guys for saying that. And then for this question, have you thought about translating your videos into other languages? Spanish is going to be the first one. And yes, um, I think the next time I do a launch, uh, for uh, Freelance Scholars Masterclass, I am working on uh, getting it translated to Spanish, either translated or captions. Even if I do captions, that's gonna be a good start because sometimes if you do like a full-on like voice dubbing or something like that, it could be like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And especially my course gets changed all the time. It's gonna be really hard to keep up with that, but captions not so much, so I'm thinking about it. I might do it soon. All right, so th obviously this is not to promote my course because I'm not even promoting it right now, but that question, um, I have to tell you, one thing that I tell everybody about my course is that it is more than you know just turning you into a colorist. My course is focused more on like a modern day filmmaker, somebody that is charging 500 a video and wants to charge 1500 a video. So you know, the, the price of the course is gonna be paid, you know, when you land your first gig and then some. So it doesn't even matter. Like it's a no brainer to take my course for that reason alone. But, you know, the access that you get to the community, the, the community that other people don't have access to, the mastermind group. And then obviously, you know, you can reach out to me um, and I will be available to you over, you know, just everybody else because there's just not enough time in the day. So now we have over 2,500 students that keeps me busy day in and day out. So I'm available for them, but if you become part of that, then you have that access to me. I mean, this morning, Nick sent over a video and asked me to check it out. Like he just did a project for a client. He sent me a video, beautiful commercial, looked great, but there were a couple of shots that I cho told him to like make some changes. Now that's is, that is invaluable. You know, that is something that wasn't available in our time, right? Like when I went to school, I didn't have that. 
uh, or, or even like when you go and just get somebody else's course, you don't have that. You know, you have to go through the proper channels and it takes time and it, you'll never do it. You'll be discouraged to do it. Whereas in my world, it's very much encouraged. And I tell everybody to do it. You don't have to be stupid and just ask for anything and everything. But you know, like people are smart enough to know when to come in and go, hey, can you give me your two cents on this? I'm here for you. So there, there are so many reasons to get it. How often to take breaks when you're grading? Um, and in the beginning, it's gonna be a lot more because it was just, it was crazy, right? Like, cause your brain is playing tricks on you. Like you think it looks white, you walk away, you come back and it's red. You're like, whoa, what was I thinking? What's going on? So your brain, your eyes, like everything gets strained and it takes a while to build that stamina. And that's why they recommend like, you know, no lights, but the bias lighting, which evens out and distributes light enough. So like, you know, your eyes are not just looking at the bright screen and then you're squinting the whole time. That's why they also recommend, you know, 18% or darker gray to kind of, you know, take that load off your eyes when you're just like looking around, you know, your room. So those things are important. They do help. They make a big difference. Um, try those and see what happens. But again, practice, 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 and then you're gonna figure out your game. Everybody is gonna be different, right? Like, I mean, I can sit in front of a screen for 20 hours straight um, and not worry about it. Some people can only take two hours at a time and they gotta walk away and then they come back. So it all depends on that. Guys, I love you all so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining. This was epic. I'm gonna come up with a different topic next week. On that note, until next time, Love you all. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode.